Howdy, and welcome to Lost in the Lyrics, the podcast where we discuss song lyrics and completely overanalyze them. I'm Elliot. And I'm Claire. And today we are going to get lost in the lyrics of Hot Air Balloon by Owl City. Be sure to stay tuned afterward for Elliot to talk about flags and for update on my updates on my knitting projects. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You uh, know, five years into this and we still mess up the the intro every We're a little out of practice. Yeah. Give I Okay. I don't know how much y'all advanced wording. If you're here for the flags, I don't know that I can bring it today. I'm I'm really tired and I wanted to do something meaningful, but I probably won't. So <laughs> just just yeah. We'll just turn it into a comedy bit. It's it's fine. Um How's the jokes? The say, jokes? How's the weather? But that's not the your jokes thing. are. Well, I mean, we talked about this a little less last episode of how that was a short-lived bit, but an older bit from the beginning, the top of the pod, is uh, me talking about bookstores. And I no longer work at a bookstore, but I did visit a bookstore today, um, Pals in Portland, but not the big one. Um, oh, you went to the small one? I went to the small one because... There was an hour-long line at the small one? Well, it wasn't the small, small one. It wasn't the one in Southeast, which is the small pals, I would say. It was, was it the, the medium pals in was it Beaverton. the warehouse one? No, it was in Beaverton. Hmm. Um, and it's like a decent-sized bookstore, but it's not, it's not multi-story like um, the City of Books main pals. But essentially, I was selling books and um, driving and parking downtown is just a lot more difficult than driving and parking in the suburbs. And I didn't want to bring um, all of those books on the bus because that's heavy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's It's got emotional weight. Yeah. Um, and... So yeah, uh, that's that's what I did, and then I was there for a long time, um, and I walked around and um, I looked at some books, and I looked at the section for the book I need to get for school, and they didn't have it, so that was sad. And then I looked for some books that some professors had recommended me in the like religious section, um, and. None of them were there. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I picked up some books from that section um, that I think will be at least decently interesting. Um, hmm. More of more of like a, not a read right away type of situation, but like a, you know, maybe someday I'll get to these and, uh, you know, it's nice to have them on hand because those aren't the type of books you can just like get from the library super easily. Yeah, I, this is book related, oh, two, two things, first thing, we're both in Portland, if that wasn't clear by Powell's, we're not together though. No. But we were, earlier, we did yes. hang out. We um, saw each other we for saw the first time other. in a year. It was a very long time since we saw each other in person, and then also, it was a year, yeah, it was a year, wow, okay. Yeah, also, I mean, to be fair, I was not in Portland for 
11 months. You were Um, not in the country for, like, most of those months. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, um, book-related, but not weather, which I will get to, but book-related, I was trying to listen to an audiobook. We were talking about YA novels at one point, not on air, so the audience yeah. wouldn't know that. But anyway, for context. In our we private having, conversations. Right, in our private conversation, <laughs> we were talking about YA novels. And I was trying to listen to this one. And I had checked it out from the library as an audiobook, not realizing that the narrator is Irish. And then mm. I get to it and I just, I just, I just like space, you know? Because I'm like listening while I'm trying to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And I can't. My brain doesn't, like, process yeah. through the accent fast enough for me to not have to pause and rewind and pause and rewind. You just have to rewind. concentrate more. Right. And so I returned it, and I just... I Three books that I had on hold, uh, audiobooks that I had on hold from the library, both all came in while I was at work. All three of them. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Uh, it rained... <laughs> It, it has rained. Yeah, it's been rainy. And I, it was nice enough, it was clear enough for, like, a short window in the day. But I, I, today was actually okay. It was, like, a substantial, like, break from the rain today. And I did go on a walk around the block with my dad, which was nice. And, yeah. So, it, it's been, but it also has been raining. I've noticed that uh, my dad doesn't like to turn the windshield wipers on. Mm. When he's driving, like, he likes to wait until the last possible moment to be like, all right, it's raining. We have to turn them on. <laughs> and it just stresses me out because, yeah. like, I, I, anyway, he's a good driver. But, like, I don't know. It's raining enough that you should have your windshield wipers on, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But I also don't drive, so maybe I have a bad take on windshield wipers. I tend to err on the side of keeping them on. And then I'll fiddle with it a lot, like, oh, should it be faster, should it be slower? Yeah. Yeah. Driving. It sounds exhilarating. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting. If if I was able to not do it, I would not do it. But I do not like it. And also, I don't do it, so how do I know that? <laughs> wow, that's gonna be sounds. <laughs> Maybe. Or maybe I just heard you adjusting your headphones because I heard the headphone mic on your headphones. That that's probably what it was. All right. Uh. uh okay. Um, do you want to move to initial reaction of the song? Oh yes, yes. I was like, I was looking at the production document we have, and I was just like, I don't know what part we're on. <laughs> Got distracted. Got lost. Lost in the not lyrics. Wait, um, what's lost in the lyrics in French? Uh, perdu dans le perrault. Ah, that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> well, it does still have the, um, like the two, uh, alliteration. Like the alliteration, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Um, wait, is, is that, what would the acronym be? PDLP. <laughs> Wait, what, 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 what's, what's podcast? Um, I think podcast. Oh, so it'd be PDLP pod. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Okay. Um, 
Do you want to talk about your initial reaction to the song since you oh, chose yeah. it, or do you want me to? I I would. That was a long pause. Sorry. Uh, I I was just thinking about if we were French. Um, I I well, my last name is French. Anyway, um, my reaction. Why would I say that about my last name? The people listening presumably don't know that. <laughs> Maybe that can be a reveal sometime in the future. Our last names. Well, when we started this project, we were minors, and it felt like yeah. just safer to not have our last names attached. Yeah. But it yes. also doesn't really matter that much at this point. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Censoring your name is pretty fun. It's a it's a good running bit. Uh, perhaps our longest running bit, other than the literal content of analyzing songs. <laughs> okay. You should start. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I listened to this song, like, two days ago, yesterday, something like that. And uh, before, a few weeks ago, I didn't really know Owl City that well, um, but I did know their song Fireflies, um, and I've since learned that Owl City songs sound pretty similar to each other, a lot of synthesizer, um, and Adam Young, who I just learned today is is the guy behind Owl City, um, his, his voice sounds similar in all of them. I mean, it's because he has the same voice he didn't change his voice but whatever um and as far as the lyrics go i thought it was uh pretty bizarre um and yeah it, it'll be interesting to analyze especially since i feel like we're both a little bit low energy um so maybe that's good maybe that's bad we'll low see. energy um yeah i mean I guess we did right. just have yeah, some tired. Uh, long pauses <laughs> Maybe long pauses is our longest running bit. I I wonder if I'll start editing those out in our future endeavors. Eh. Maybe. Maybe. I okay. I feel like our charm is that we're unedited. I we are edited, let's be clear. Yes. We, I we edit I, for sound quality. We we are edited, but Sometimes it is just kind of like we turn the mic on and this is what our conversations sound like. Yeah. Hopefully people find that interesting. I I do not All know. Of our three listeners. I don't know who's out there anymore, honestly. I've no idea. Hello. Whoever you are. Probably me later when I'm listening back to edit. <laughs> <laughs> Hello future Elliot. You don't ever listen to this. No. Hmm. Well, okay. Owl City. Uh the guy the guy is pretty interesting. He has an extremely generic sounding name, Adam Young. Uh I don't know. It just sounds kind of general. Nothing mm. bad with general. I I don't know why I'm saying that. Uh I'm not trying to insult him. It's just an observation. I also think that all of his songs are really confusing lyrically and even if they do mostly make sense, there's, like, some line that really throws you off with, like, a very, very obscure metaphor. And you're just like, huh. Okay. Or you're like, how did he think of this? Right. To, like, like put these things together in right. this way. And it's not necessarily either in, like, a, wow, that's, like, deep and creative way. It's almost like a, huh, I don't know what he's trying to say. Yeah. I don't know what he's trying to say, and I would have never 
thought to put those words in that order because I don't know what the point is. I think also that, like, I I have an appreciation for songs that use phrases that are nice, that feel nice to hear and say, uh, not necessarily focusing on the meaningful content of the words, just the words as, like, instruments of sound, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I like songs like that, too. I don't know if I'd made any sense just then, but yeah, I like I like that too. But I think that he his Owl City songwriting always kind of sounds like it does try to mean something though. It doesn't mm-hmm. usually sound like that. I will say though, he has some fun wordplay. Like he uses puns and stuff. And yeah. some of the metaphors are really creative and interesting, but a lot of them mm-hmm. just don't quite hit, at least not to me initially, but we might we might you know, have a different answer to that now. Yeah. Or at least for this song. So we um, chose this song. I chose this song because I was looking through Owl City songs and I thought this one would be good. But really, we're just trying to get into the Owl City. We're just trying to understand it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, who, who will begin? I can begin. I'll, write, I'll read the first two stanzas. I should say we're just using the lyrics that come up on Google because Azir lyrics did not have this. Or at least it didn't come up in the first page of Google search results. So, um, we wrote a prelude to our own fairy tale and bought a parachute at a church rummage sale. And with a mean sewing machine and miles of thread, we sewed the day above L.A. in navy and red. I'm reading it back because I, I, I spaced out when you were reading it, but I, sorry, I don't know how late it is. Oh, it's it. Yeah. Okay. I, I think we need to identify who we is, who we is, who we are, who, who, who is we, Mm -hmm. who are they? Yeah. I, um, because also, okay, we wrote a prelude, like, a, oh gosh, I just always think of, the, like, the, the, like, I think of Bach when I think of preludes, and I don't really know why, but I just do. Like, classical, classical music. music. Right, but I know prelude also means, like, in, introduction, right? Yeah. So. Sort of like prologue. Yeah. I don't actually know the difference between the two, now that I think about it. So they're saying that we... I'm going to go with, because later in the song we have the first person, I, it'll be mm-hmm. we as in narrator plus person who isn't narrating. Yeah. Um, and then- Probably this you that comes up later. Yeah. And it says, and, and bought a parachute at a church rummage sale. I, first of all, what's a rummage sale? Uh, like a garage sale, except- um. Like a church rummage sale. There's one at my church, and my mom organizes it, actually. Um, so I know a lot about church rummage sales, actually. Um, wow. <laughs> you've come to an expert. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, like a, it's like a garage sale, but generally you'll get, like, um, donations from people throughout the community and so it's not just like one family's extra stuff it's a little bit more than that um or a lot more than that depending on the size of the church i guess 
Hmm. I'm just, okay. The opening line, it says, it says that they created this prelude, essentially saying that they, 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 like, it's like they're saying they opened, uh, we wrote a prelude to our own fairy tale, we op- meaning we opened up our adventure, our story, our fairy tale, mm-hmm. but, and then saying, and bought a parachute, as in connecting those ideas, the parachute is that opening up of our fairy tale? Is the, is the beginning of our fairy tale? Yeah, to me it seems like, um... Well, I don't, I don't know if, because like bot is in, well, no bot is in in the past tense, but um, I feel like it's not clear if the fairy tale itself has already happened, um, or if they're like anticipating it happening after the events of buying a parachute and what happens after, um. It feels like I don't know. It, it, it's it's confusing me a bit already. Why is um, it? Yeah, is what, what is confusing about it? Also, I I <laughs> you might hear me drinking water because I I I must be awake. <laughs> it's not like it hasn't reached late enough at night that I've like gotten through the tired part into the goofy part. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and for the listeners who don't know, Elliot was doing stuff all day, including working at So. Hey, hey, don't reveal. Do not reveal my employer. I I don't want them to hear anything bad I've said about them. Have you talked about them at all on this pod? I mentioned working at a store, maybe? Mm. It's all good. I'll bleep it later. My first bleep. Your first bleep. Wait, really? I think so, because I don't say my own last name. I don't say that often, to be fair. Oh, now you do. (laughs) Well, I had to for demonstration purposes, but I don't say it that often because it's a little weird, too, when you're talking to somebody. I would say it to you if I was referencing you in the third, but then also I don't usually do that to you, but also, wow, is it confusing whenever I go to your house. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Or I guess it's not confusing for me, but it's confusing for, like, your family. Yeah. My dad especially will, like, turn around. <laughs> that's that's funny. Um, okay. I am, I am, I am awake now. Um, why is the sewing machine mean? And the miles of thread? Like, are they saying... That, is this literal miles of thread? Or is this, like, an expression, you know? That feels like an expression to me. Mean sewing machine also sounds like mean like um, cool or an mean expression. like angry. Uh, neither or not angry. I guess mean is like, mean like rude or mean no. like that's such a cool thing. You're yeah, like m- cool and mean, powerful. Means mean machine. Yeah, I feel like when you say mean with machines, it's usually to like indicate that it's powerful and like sleek and cool like a car yeah i don't know if i've ever heard anybody describe a car like that um okay the most confusing line that's confusing me of all of this i can follow if we skip the first two lines where it just says we wrote a prelude to our own fairy tale we skip that for a moment don't think about Mm -hmm. that and says 
bought a parachute at a church rummage sale and with the sewing machine. I'm skipping the uh, and thread. I'm I'm skipping the descriptors, but just the yeah. with the sewing machine and thread. We sewed the day above L.A. in navy and red. Okay, I can follow in navy and red if those are the colors of thread or Mm -hmm. the parachute. I don't understand we sewed the day above L.A. Yeah, I I sort of get we sewed the day. As in, like, we sewed the day away usually you would add after that. And like, oh, we sewed for the whole day. But the above L.A. is confusing because are they flying? I mean, um, there's there's a big thing missing here so far. Maybe they're just north of L.A. No, but like, you can't, you can't fly a, with a parachute unless you have either a basket and like proper like heating in order to like mm-hmm. get that up. And that takes a long time to do. Also, I don't know you could do that all in a day. I don't think you could sew and get it up in the air all in a day. Just just my just yeah. my piece of. But I do think. That you can't fly, you can't be above LA with a parachute unless you're jumping out of a plane, or you have like built a hot air balloon with proper like basket and fire and like fuel and all that. Yeah, I mean, spoiler alert: there there is a hot air balloon in this song called "Hot Air Balloon," mm. but forgot about um, that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Just, you know, death to the title. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 it's, uh, yeah. I mean, the timeline of already being above LA does not make sense if they're creating this sort of like parachute slash hot, ba- hot air balloon thing. Well, um, how much more likely is it that they would find, like, when I read the line, bought a parachute at a church rummage sale... I think of like one of those kids playground parachutes that are super mm-hmm. fun where like five or seven yeah. people hold the the edges and then someone runs underneath. That's what I think of. I do not think parachute for plane jumping and I do not think hot air balloon parachute. Yeah, I I would I would agree with that. Um and I mean if we go back to the prelude thing, it could be that they're like kids and so there's a little bit of play pretend happening um so i think i think that also works with the idea of above la like um if we if you're like if they're sort of like imagining that they're above la or or they're um, just above the okay they're adults that want to transcend above this uh, culture of la (laughs) so yeah so they're like they're like morally above uh the Los Angeles culture, the Hollywood culture by uh yes. sitting at, or I don't know if they're sitting but but taking uh, the day off work, going to a rummage sale, sewing, right. sewing with They're they're with not going to be a part of the machine today. They're going to yeah, use just the sewing a machine, machine to make something with their hands, to feel mm. something again after they've lost their soul in the film industry. Sorry, we should keep going before, you know, uh, we, we can't make too many conclusions at this point. Yes. Would you like to read the next two stanzas? I will, yes. <clears throat> we wound a... Bleh. Nope, that's not what it says. We wound a racetrack 
through your mom's kitchen chairs and fought the shadows back down your dark basement stairs. I lit a match, then let it catch to light up the room. And then you yelled as we beheld an old maroon hot air balloon. And wow. No, sorry. And wow was not part of the lyrics. (laughs) But I just think if these are children, do not play with matches. Yeah. That is the big takeaway here. Don't do it, okay? I almost lit a chair on fire like last week while trying to to light something with matches. I dropped the lit match onto a chair. Don't Mm -hmm. play with matches. Even if you're an adult, it's not a good idea. Yeah, I think it I think this is kind of interesting because like the fact that they're in a mom one of the mom their mom's houses. Um I don't know, it's just interesting because I feel like it could either it either goes with the theory that they're children, um, or the theory that they're like uh creative people who have deci- who live in the LA area and who have decided that they're done with the film industry and they're going to go on their back own path. In with their mom. Yeah, and they have to move well, back in while with they're their getting mom. their when they're getting their footing. I I okay, here's an interesting visual that I think is kind of clever saying that we wound a racetrack through your mom's kitchen chairs does kind of sound maybe like could be basket weaving. Hmm. Like, you're using the legs of the chairs as, like, a loom for your basket. Uh, Yeah, I think I was, when I listened to this the first time, I was mostly just imagining, like, a mess of thread in the kitchen and the mom being angry and shooing them down into the basement. I'm a little bit confused about how this stanza relates to the first stanza. Or, like, the first section. Because saying... it, it, The only thing I can, like, see a common thread is a child playing pretend. Mm Mm-hmm. But then saying... um, I don't know. The whole lighting a match thing makes makes it sound like it's not playing pretend, though. Yeah, or like a disaster happens. Oh, golly. Okay, well, Um. let's just read the next part for potentially (laughs) more context. Uh, this is the the chorus. Um, I'll be out of my mind, and you'll be out of ideas pretty soon. So let's spend the afternoon in a cold, hot air balloon. Leave your jacket behind. Lean out and touch the treetops over town. I can't wait to kiss the ground wherever we touch back down. La 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 la. Oh yeah. La 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 la. You know, it says law la, 12 times. La La Land, L.A., mm. the film it could, It's L.A., industry. L.A., 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 L.A. Yeah, I mean, it could be L.A., L.A., L.A. I mean, it, it, it could be like a mocking of L.A., right? Going la, mm-hmm. la, 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 like they're above it at this point. They're not yeah. salty about not making it big. Mm-hmm. I do think that... It's the splitting up here of, like, we aren't doing things together now, but just the statement of, I'll be out of my mind and you'll be out of ideas pretty soon, is weird. Mm -hmm. That's a weird statement, especially if they're children. Yeah, it it does feel more adult of, like, especially the you'll be out of ideas with 
um, if we're connecting this again to the film industry of like, if you're an aspiring writer, for example, you need to like be having ideas and like thinking of things to write, obviously. Um, or it could even just be like ideas for the next creative project we want to do or, um, the next opportunity of how to get a job in the in a creative field or something like that i think also saying um you'll be out of ideas pretty soon could just be like we're kids and we're gonna be tired soon Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know it doesn't seem like that there is a sense of escapism, right? Like, mm-hmm, for sure. Let's get out. Let's spend this afternoon in this hot air balloon and just leave it all behind. Leave your jacket behind. You're going to be cold, but it doesn't matter. We're just leaving it behind. Like, um, because also hot air balloons are cold. Like, you're mm-hmm. going up there in the atmosphere where it's not warm. <laughs> yeah. Also, how low are they flying this thing if you're, like, touching the treetops? Pretty anyway. low. <laughs> Yeah, pretty low. I mean, we know that they are not professional hot air balloon makers, so. I'm trying to relate this to the previous stanza. I can relate it to the first. I have a hard time believing that the narrator and their other person that they're with. I mean, for all we know, they're skilled hot air balloon makers. But the whole thing with the kitchen chairs doesn't exactly relate as well. Um, I mean, the, the thing that relates to me from the second sort of situation of what we read like the seven eight second eight lines um is that they find a old maroon hot air balloon um and so it sounds like they were causing trouble and then they uh they found this old hot air balloon um and then they might have decided to be like hey you know i don't got we don't have any other ideas so you know let's let's try out this thing that we found or alternatively let's do this and have some fun and take a break from trying to come up with ideas and maybe something will happen i'm sorry i'm thinking Trying to get the to kiss the ground whenever we touch back down. I think you know. Well, we need we need to get back in touch with our like, our 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 ninth grade English and tenth mm. grade English classes. I think we need to go back to the basics here. No generalizing about this. We need to analyze the text. We okay. need to make meaning out of those curtains. It. You know. Yes. Yes. And I'm I I'm the, having the word trouble. Jounced. Yeah. <laughs> the word jounce. <laughs> For instance, uh, you might say, yeah, I, I, I'm just having trouble staying focused on it. And personally, I need, I think we need to just narrow it in for me mm-hmm. tonight. Okay. At this yeah. time. Um, earlier tonight, um, my cousins were reading a little Christmas story that I wrote in the second grade. And they asked me, why is this in parentheses? And I had to tell them. Well, that's dramatic irony, because this is information that the characters don't know, but you as the reader now know. So that's why it's in parentheses. So we should we should get that energy 
Um, I can try this. and tap Are into you... that as best as I can. It is, yes, I can do it. I'm sorry for being, uh, well, I don't know why I would apologize for being less talkative. I, I usually am, I have the opposite problem, but anyway, we wrote a prelude. Are we starting up there? Wait, where should we start? I mean, might as well. Okay. Okay. We wrote so a prelude. So there's the act of, act of writing. Um, that's interesting because we were talking about the film industry and writing earlier. And let's finish the let's finish this phrase. We wrote a prelude to our own fairy tale. That's the phrase, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's the first sentence, kind of. Yeah, yeah. The first Claws. idea. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. The first idea here. I do yeah. think wrote a prelude to our fairy tale does suggest writing in sort of a novel storytelling format, not, like, mm-hmm. music necessarily. Yeah. Um, like, literal writing. Literally writing. So yeah, if we take it, it this... Feels, it feels more long form than, and if we like, take a song it, or a poem. Yeah, and if we take... Or it could be poem, but, like, if we take it from the... I guess what I'm getting at is, like, we could say that this is their writing. Like, it's one of mm. those weird abstract short stories that doesn't really follow the normal yeah. sense or logic it's like meta of like we wrote this and now we're producing it and we're writing that we wrote it <laughs> yeah know? to our own fairy tale right because it's their it's their mm. fairy tale it's their story but in a more loose non-literal sense it can also be a lot of time people talk about rela- we talked we did this we talked about this we talked about relationships as a fairy tale or a story and mm-hmm. saying the prelude to our relationship was a parachute. I mean, most songs are about a relationship. It could yeah. be a relationship of somebody with, like, a concept or a an emotion or themselves or a person. And in this case, because there's me and you in the song, there's, there's that. I think that maybe it's this relationship. Like, we wrote mm-hmm. a prelude to our own fairy tale. People talk about weddings and marriages, like, being like a fairy tale. You know? Yeah, or or like it could be career success as well. I feel like um, nowadays that could be a fairy tale, um, especially if we think of fairy tale as like something that you want to believe is achievable, but often doesn't feel like it's actually achievable. Um, mm-hmm. Like saying the phrase of like a dream, like a fairy tale. And this this was also written in 2009, which I think could, you know, that was right after the 2008 recession, which means that, like, for a lot of people, career success did feel like a fairy tale because they were not finding jobs. And um, But how successful was Owl City at that time? I have no idea. That's a good point. That's good. That's, that's something to consider. If we if but Owl City could... Adam Young could also be writing somebody else's story, not that is not true. Okay, I think that the beginning, based on that opening, and then the next idea of and bought a parachute at a church rummage sale. Somehow, this parish, the purchasing of this parachute, relates to their fairy tale. That their, is what the and would suggest. But what I'm thinking now, this is leaving what we're just doing, but what I'm thinking to consider is potentially the idea of this being similar to people who, like, buy a live-in van or camper to live in. Like, they are the type of people that travel, and they want to 
live in a van for a couple years as a newly married or engaged or together couple and travel. And maybe these people did that, but with a parachute. You're saying they, like, got a parachute and crafted, like, a tent out of a parachute and lived in it? No, I'm saying these people, you know how people have, like, tiny houses that are, like, campers that are converted and stuff like that? Do you know what I'm talking about? These people converted a hot air balloon. Oh, okay. That's the idea. And it has so a, they they bought like a parachute up, like up, similar are you, vibes. Up are you thinking Pixar that movie. they? Are you thinking that they bought a parachute as in like the parachute for when you jump out of planes as like a safety precaution in the way that you would buy a life vest if you were um, going to live on a boat, or are you thinking they bought a parachute to transform it into their hot air balloon? I don't know, but. One of the either of those I feel like could be it because they could have bought a parachute and then that inspired their life of travel through hot air balloons. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Like Yeah, sorry. I wasn't completely paying attention because my cat just jumped off my bed. It's okay. I noticed. But I I mean to say that maybe they bought a parachute for whatever reason. Maybe it's not even a functional parachute. Maybe it's like one of those little toy parachute toys. Thing. I just said toy twice. The, you know, the one with like the little weight attached and you throw it up in the air and it comes mm. back down. And this just something, yeah. insp- I like the idea of this inspiring them. Yeah, or maybe it, you were saying like something to commemorate sort of the start of a relationship or the start of a new phase of a relationship and so they they could have bought this maybe they decided okay so we're gonna sort of like start this new phase in our relationship sort of like our fairy tale and oh wow um sorry my cat just stretched all the way up to my doorknob um is that sound your cat um never mind i don't know what sound carry on (laughs) Um, anyway, they could have bought this sewing machine as, like, or not sewing machine, sorry, parachute as, like, uh, a little, uh, commemorative object of, like, oh, this is the time, the day that we, say, got engaged, and we went to this church rummage sale, and we, this is what we bought. Uh, I'm gonna go let my cat out. That is fair. I, yes, I will say now that I also think it's possible that, oh, I also think that it's possible that while they, okay, brain, so the day above LA, I don't know how many tall buildings there are in LA, but maybe they have a high up apartment situation, whatever. Mm. And that's yeah, just there, that there's simple. There's a downtown there. Yeah. And it's just that simple. They live someplace where they live high up in the air and they're sewing and they're making something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is off topic, but really we should look I, as we get older, late night potting energy is really hit or miss, like really hit or miss. <laughs> and I think yeah. maybe we should after we graduate, at least once we're doing things, you know, the things, uh, yeah, ma- the things. we should we should maybe record in the middle of the day when we're both awake. <laughs> yeah, I, I think also, hopefully. When we have, like, real jobs, you know, um, we'll have a better idea of our schedules and we can, therefore... Day off kind of thing. 
well, we can therefore plan more in advance instead of what we do yeah. now. Which is like, eh, can you do this time? Yeah. Eh, not really. Eh. <laughs> right. I guess we're doing late night. Yeah. And I sometimes do have the energy for late night. But again, hit or miss. And when it misses, yeah. it is missing. Um. We wound the we wound a racetrack through your mom's kitchen chairs. Okay, I guess it does say your mom's kitchen chairs. I just realized that, mm. not my mom's kitchen chairs. But anyway, yeah. I mean, there's two people. We wound a racetrack and fought the shadows back down. Okay, idea. They wound a racetrack through your mom's kitchen chairs. Maybe they had like okay. I had two ideas while you were getting your cat. The first idea was that they got married in a plane and they're jumping out of this plane as like they're one of those couples that like needs mm. the adventure. So they're like sealing the deal by parachute, like by skydiving. Skydiving wedding, yes. And then they're just so like daring that they like just do other stuff like you know drag racing or something. But. I think a more realistic idea, maybe, is that winding a racetrack through your mom's kitchen chairs is what if they had, like, an intimate home wedding or whatever. They're doing something to commemorate their relationship, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And maybe they have, like, a little dance or something or they're leaving, they're, they're, they're navigating a social gathering or something. So they kind of wind through the chairs. Yeah, I mean, I think it could also be interesting of, like, um... Maybe this is a relationship that this person, this other person's mom does not support or something. So, like, I mean, you think, like, a racetrack like NASCAR, for example, you just go in a circle, right? Mm -hmm. But this is winding, so there's, like, obstacles here. So you have to be a little bit care more careful. Uh, and so maybe it's a figurative racetrack of, like we're having this conversation and it's really high speed and heated mm. and it's in your mom's kitchen and maybe we're sitting in the chairs. Hey, I um, like this a lot better than me thinking it's a literal racetrack. <laughs> um, and then we fought the shadows then, back. Like we've faced our yeah. stuff as a couple or as mm -hmm. in our relationship, whatever that is. Yeah. They've faced, right. They fought it down they fought it back down the stairs and kind of meta like I, I like the idea sorry, I totally cut you off. Should I say this yeah, or is there I, way I think for you also to like they have to face these obstacles before they can get to the fairy tale. Right. Is an interesting way of looking at it. Uh, uh the other thing that I did think about when you said like the drag race is like maybe they're just sitting in the kitchen watching drag race. Um <laughs> I have okay so. two two or three two things two things first thing um fighting the shadows back down your bit dark basement stairs dark basement stairs it could be metaphorically symbolic of you know the kids afraid of the dark afraid of the child afraid uh, yeah, afraid of the children no uh children that are afraid to go down the basement stairs you know afraid to go into the dark pushing that away dealing with the childish stuff fighting it down fighting it down the stairs. Or, you know, the basement stairs can also be... I don't know, it sounds... The basement stairs have a feeling of the past. I don't know why. Maybe mm -hmm. it's because I played in the basement as a kid. I think maybe that's a common experience, is, like, finding a place in your house that's, like, fun to explore, that's different than mm. the rest of the house. But most people also play in their rooms. And also not everybody has basements and... 
also some places it's too cold and yeah anyway yeah i for example do not have a basement but you have a lower area yeah i I have we have a lower story but it's definitely above ground Mm. um so the thing that i sort of thought about though is that um oftentimes like if we're having an event or something at my house um we'll store things in our garage we have like um some shelves pantry shelves and like fridge and freezer down there and stuff um so i'll often have times have to like go downstairs and get like the drinks or get um the dessert or something like that Mm -hmm. um so that's that's kind of like the vibe that it's giving me and that's based off my own experience and stuff but like going down into the basement is like a break from the uh party the racetrack in the kitchen um and like but then you have to like still go back um moving on to the next part about lighting a match um do you think that the room is the kitchen or the basement? Well, the kitchen makes more sense. Mm. From like a it is practical more, perspective. It like, is more of a room and matches are found there. It I makes think, more sense mostly because you might light a, a, a stove. Yeah, or a candle or something. Or it's just more central to the house than the dark basement. So... I think originally I did think that it was the basement, but practically speaking, the match in the kitchen does make much more sense. Um, And if we're thinking about sort of the objects, I guess, as more metaphorical, whereas the places are more literal, it seems, in these two stanzas, um, then this, like, lighting a match could be, like... Okay, so we were, we were winding this racetrack, sort of, like, talking around the situation. And then, you know, we went down to the basement. And I said, you know, this isn't working. Let's just let's just say it um, more directly. And I feel like lighting a match and letting it catch is pretty, pretty direct. Yeah, do we think they're arguing down the stairs is what you're interpreting fought the shadows back down your dark basement stairs meaning? Um I think potentially um I feel like they're sort of like arguing not in like a this is a big conflict way of but like what is the best way to approach this situation type of way. Um and sort of like maybe maybe there was something hurtful that was said um, in the kitchen. And so that's why they're like, oh, can I go get you some more juice or something from the basement? Mm-hmm. Um, do you? Think, and so they're like, we'll go. Do you think this is like a dispute or do you think it maybe is more in the past of like, we used to have these arguments and we got through them and then we remember this spark of whatever we have together right we lit this match so to speak um 
Or honestly, the part that's a little confusing here is that when it says, and then you yelled as we beheld an old maroon hot air balloon, is like, did they literally discover a hot air balloon in the basement? Um, I mean, now they're back into the kitchen, so... Hmm. Maybe. Um, or maybe... Okay, theory. A different theory. Or not... Adjacent theory. They're not in the kitchen. The kitchen makes the most sense to light a match, but perhaps they go down the basement into the basement and the lights aren't working or whatever. So they light a match and they li- light an oil lamp, for example. Mm-hmm. Or a candle. Something. Yeah. Is that, that what you have? I mean, that's, gonna... that's what I have is that they're not in the kitchen and that okay. they've literally found a hot air balloon. But I do think that maybe the more metaphoric interpretation of them finding the light in their relationship again and letting that catch and letting that stay in the room uh leads to this discovery of like the fantasy hot air balloon that they fantasized about since they found that parachute okay so i have been thinking about it quite differently i think okay That is fine. <laughs> that is fine. Here we are, 50 minutes into the pod, and we're getting a new idea. I am fading um, in and out a lot. I am very sorry. So, I've been imagining this as, like, two people, probably probably two people, in, like, either a gay relationship, or maybe one of them is, like, coming out as non-binary or something. Something like that. Something that, like, traditional parents might not be cool with. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and they're, like, having their day, and this is, like, the prelude to their fairy tale, because their fairy tale will be when they can be uh, together and happy and not have the, like, conflict of, like, people saying, we don't like this relationship, um, I guess. And mm. so... Um, I don't really know about the sewing thing, but whatever. The sewing thing happens. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> sewing, sewing together a relationship yeah. where you know each other and you stitch together mm-hmm. in some ways because you're going to be part of the same thing. Yeah. So then they're having this, like this other person, the other person in the relationship, not the narrator, their mom is perhaps more conservative and so they're like having this conversation and it's like difficult and they're like having these obstacles and stuff um and they're like we gotta we gotta take a break we gotta commit arson lighting a match letting it catch and burning down your mom's house i mean i wasn't thinking the match was literal i was thinking the match was more just like like, maybe they were saying, like, oh, you know, we've decided that we want to be roommates forever. Um, you know, we're going to buy a house together, say. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the mom is saying, like, no, honey, you're going to find somebody you'll fall in love with and get married to one day. Um, yeah. Like, why would you commit to this thing with your friend? And so then they, like, go downstairs and they're, like, getting refreshing the beverages or something and the narrator is like your way is not working your mom is against this idea of us just buying a house together like we just need to tell her that you're not gonna marry 
some rando in the future. Yes. Um, and so then, then they come back and the like lighting a match is just saying like, this is what's going to happen. Like, you know, we're in a romantic relationship or whatever, or like we're life partners, like, and then, then they're just like yelling because it becomes more problematic. And then they're like, we're, we're going to go in a hot air balloon. Hmm. Just go away. <laughs> I I like this interpretation. Let's read the next part. <laughs> okay, finally. I'm just um... yeah. I I yes. Th- it feels like we're analyzing counting stars, and we have to make a lot of stuff up. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I feel like we did know that coming into Owl City. I just but... yeah. I I don't know why I thought it would be different. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to read the next two stanzas, or do you want to read them? I would like to, please. Okay. We never address them wanting to kiss the ground when they get back down, but that's okay. It'll happen again, like, multiple times. Okay. We drank the Great Lakes like cold lemonade, and both got stomach aches sprawled out in the shade. So bored to death, you held your breath, and I tried not to yawn. You made my frown turn upside down, and now my worries are gone. <laughs> okay. I can follow the beginning only in the metaphorical sense, drinking the lakes in like a sight to see, right? Mm. If they are into travel, maybe they see the Great Lakes, and yeah. they, they drink it in, like, cold lemonade kind of implies... Most people would associate that with, like, thirst clenching and, like, a hot day when you want something cold to drink. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, maybe they really wanted to travel together and now they get to and they drink it in like it's cold lemonade. Um, yeah, or they, or they were escaping from this confrontation that they just had with, uh, the mom in the kitchen or whoever in the mom's kitchen. And then they, um, by traveling to the Great Lakes. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah. And then the both getting stomach aches. I don't really know about that one. Um, I feel like it's just, like, we, uh, were able to, like, drink as much of this lake lemonade as we wanted. Um, and then, then they just got to relax, like, they didn't have to think about all these things that were stressful, like, uh, confronting the mom or like being cold i guess do you i'm a little confused why they are drinking the great lakes in like it's lemonade and yet bored i mean i think it's you know vacation is good in small quantities um and like i don't i don't know they might have just like not thought about their travel plans very much because they were like we just need a break we need to get out of here um we were frowny and now now we want to not have to think about that so we 
I mean, it, it seems like a good thing in the end because the last two lines are essentially they're smiling and they don't have any worries, so. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm sorry. You're bored to death, you held your breath. So bored to death, you held your breath. And I tried not to yawn, so they're having some kind of breath-holding competition and then they burst out laughing. Um, I don't think okay. that- Okay, not laughing, that... smiling. <laughs> well, I was also just like, there's nothing that implies that there's a competition here. Uh, I just thought that trying not to yawn and holding your breath are kind of similar. Oh, I thought that the, the, like, yawning is like, you're bored, you're tired, you yawn. Oh. I I, I was thinking, like, they're literally trying very di- hard to not physically yawn. I mean, I don't, I just don't, I don't necessarily connect yawning and breathing that much, I guess. Hmm. Good point, good point. <laughs> I don't I mean, know after why this, I... we have the chorus twice. <laughs> I don't know why I connect yawning and breathing right now. I'm sorry. I I don't know. Maybe it's because you're tired and you're trying not to yawn. I am not trying not to yawn, but I am trying to not zone out. <laughs> I think that the song is confusing. And I wish I could make it entertaining, but it's just not. And hot air balloons don't fix relationships. Not that that's what the song is saying. I'm just saying that. Mm -hmm. And I get that the idea of wanting to escape from the bad situation with the mom and all that. I don't really know why they want to kiss the ground when they touch back down. Unless that's some kind of metaphor for, like, we're actually in the clear, we've made it to our new location. Or maybe the hot air balloon was the scary situation. Because... Oh, back down makes it sound like they're going to the same place. It makes it makes it sound... To me, going back down makes it sound like they finally got out of the hot air balloon. Like, the hot air balloon is a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, kiss the ground, like... I think that they don't want to be in the hot air balloon. Like, maybe the hot air balloon was sort of like their getaway car after they went through this um, intense situation. And so they're like, you know, we booked these tickets just in case. Maybe it'll be a celebration. Maybe it'll be, like, um, sad. I'm I'm thinking of the hot air balloon as, like, a metaphorical plane. Anyway. um, Do you think this episode makes more or less sense than our Kelly Clarkson shirt episode that we recorded roughly 3 a.m.? 1 a.m.? Like 1 to 3 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like the theory has more meat and more substance and is more likely to be something that the author might have intended. But the fact that we have had like five different theories that we've at least explored halfway through the song makes it a little bit less cohesive. I don't know how heavily I'll edit this. But I don't know. Maybe the charm is having an hour and 20 minute long episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean come back. Come back? 
Oh. As in, like, we haven't had an episode out for three months or something, so... Yeah, good point. Okay. We need to... I need to... We should... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should, we should be done. Um, do you want to talk about flags? Do you have a flag that you're interested in? Or do you want to just say uh, okay. this episode <laughs> is a blank flag? I like flags... I still like them. I think also over the years, it's not that I didn't recognize this before, but I've like thought about more how they have political and oftentimes, oftentimes they represent problematic, uh, like oftentimes country flags, especially flags of countries that were colonized at one point, or still are, basically, um, they, they, like, they represent bad things sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that I can't still appreciate them. But because I've grown more aware of that and sensitive to that, I, I am interested in talking about flags as they relate, like, what their political meanings are. And I also feel underqualified right now in my research to actually talk about that. And so because of all of that, I don't really know what to talk about right now in terms of flags. I could talk about red flags and green flags. Well, it's very Christmassy, you might say. You could say you could say that those some of the meanings behind these flags are a bit of red flags. Maybe. Yeah, you could. I uh, you did. Um mm -hmm. Yes, uh, I, yeah, I am maybe slightly beyond my flag hours, but I have several flags above me right now because I have all my flags up on my highest shelf, which is kind of funny because then I have to like look up at them when I want to look at them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the ones I can see right now are Canada, the Cascadia flag, the pride flag, the Welsh flag? Mm, with the dragon? Yeah, I think so. I think also maybe Australia and China, uh, Oregon and Wisconsin and I think Norway and India, Egypt... Uh, that's what I can see from here. A riveting segment. <laughs> yeah, listing listing the flags that I can see from my chair uh, at my desk. Yes, I also uh, can, if I close my laptop, I can see the Lost in the Lyrics flag. Or as they say in French. Perdu dans les perros. Flag. <laughs> The flag um, of the... How would you say that in French? <laughs> podcast? No, no, flag. How do you say that? Oh, uh... Drapeau. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what the... Um... You know what I can always talk about? Les Mis. I can always talk about that. <laughs> Les Miserables. And maybe, honestly, the appeal of that show for me, at least at one point in time, was the amount of flags in that show. <laughs> like, wow. There are a lot. 
really, really are. Okay, I think that's all for me for today. Uh, I wonder if our next... No, well, no, we don't need a flag. No. <laughs> Maybe. Would you like me to, to talk about um, knitting? Yes, please talk about knitting. Um, honestly, a little bit similarly to you, I have gotten a little bit out of the habit of knitting quite as often as I used to. Um, my hands kind of cramp up sometimes. Uh, That's not good. And also just like, I knit so much and so many, just like, so many mindless hats during the pandemic that I'm just like, and I see, I see them sitting in my room in this large bag Every day that I'm at home. And I think to myself, I do not need all these hats. <laughs> I will probably yeah. end up donating them in the next year. Hey, but, that's good. Or giving them to relatives as like Christmas presents or something. I'm not sure. Point is, um, I have not been knitting as much. But I have recently almost finished, as in I need to thread in the ends, a hat that has little... Um, butterfly designs on it hmm. so it has like a multicolored blue and white yarn as the base yarn and then on the bottom it has a little butterfly design hey that's really um, cool looking what a great thing to show on this audio only podcast yes uh we we love the bits that are visual that that we can't see um and I think it's a little bit small for my head, but maybe I'll give it to my sister or something. Maybe someday I'll commission... I think commission, her head is smaller than mine. Someday I'll commission Mark's sweater 2.0. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either, but it's possible. Also, he has one sweater, and... Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Mark in Rent has one sweater. I know, but I'm saying, like, maybe I want one with, like, not itchy yarn that is inexpensive oh. that it was all I could afford in high school. Fair. That said, I am still very grateful that I own a Mark sweater. That is pretty you cool. You just gotta wear a shirt underneath it when it's real cold. It is very cool. It has a really weird neck. Like, that's not you. Yeah. That's just, like, the sweater has a weird neck. The sweater design and me not knowing how to make it the best, probably. So I just, I like made it the neck separately and then sewed it on. Mm. So. Do you think it's improved since then, your sweater abilities? Um, probably not. I haven't made that many sweaters. You made the green one. I made the green one before I made the Mark sweater. Mm. Um, and I made my Sonnet sweater. Um,. Yeah. Which I did not use, like, a pattern for, I don't think. I think I made my own pattern. Or I just, like, took ideas from other patterns. So, it's not the best sweater, I would say. You know what? I have an idea for a future segment. I could talk about cooking. I've been cooking a lot. I've also been cooking. Um... But we should end this episode. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I don't mean right now. I just thought of this right now. So I needed to tell you before okay. I forgot about it. Okay. Let's, uh, let's roll the credits. Okay. So today, we got lost in the lyrics of 
hot air balloon, and yes, we we got lost and learned about, uh, well, I I can't summarize it as well, but the. We learned about the confusing metaphors in Owl City lyrics. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, am I the only one that feels lost right now because I'm tired? Do you also yeah, feel I mean, a we, bit we lost? Yeah, we turned around, went back, uh, doubled back a little, you know. Um, thank you to Adam Young for writing it and to Owl City slash Adam Young for singing it. This podcast was edited and produced by Claire and Elliot. The opening includes... Oh, well... <laughs> the opening and closing music is by Elliot, and I'm usually the one who you interact with on social media. If you have any questions or you would like to suggest a song for us to analyze in the future, then you can find us on Twitter at... Ins- and... at... well... You can find us at LITLpod on the social media platforms, or email us at lostinthelyrics.com at... nope. <laughs> at lostinthelyrics.pod ah, at... Lost in the lyrics dot pod at gmail.com. Thank you to all of our listeners for your support and enthusiasm. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the pod and that you join us next time to get Lost, Lost in, in the, the lyrics. lyrics. Have a dandy day. Just want to point out that our us messing up the credits is tradition. So It's not actually doesn't happen that much. It used to happen a lot. Okay, I'm going to stop this now. That was too long of a pause.